All right, welcome to the debut Sprint the Bay podcast, our first podcast in production leading up to Sprint the Bay 2020. We're very excited. It's coming back this year. Um, and of course... Yeah, a few new features, like a, bo- a podcast. You know? mm, podcast is very exciting. Uh, it would just be us probably listening to it on repeat to get those numbers up but yeah. I mean it's always a good start and it's and it's not really just going to be about Sprint the Bay either is it it's just general orienteering banter I think yeah and um, we'll look back at some sort of historical Sprint the Bay yarns as well mm. and look to preview some new things maybe we've got this year or look at the think, terrain yeah. and all of, of that so. a lot of exciting Sprint the Bay news coming up obviously all the announcements stage announcements sponsor announcements uh all building up to January 31st. Yeah, and, and, and also, obviously, we'll look at um, a bit of a segment on O News, perhaps. Mm. Um, look at events that are occurring around the place. And maybe we even look at getting getting some other sort of podcast subjects. Maybe a little bit outside of orienteering, but still with the link back in there. But um, yeah, yeah, It's a course. work in progress. We'll see how it goes. Of course, we always have our uh, opinions, and sometimes they might not always be the most popular ones but we'll be sure to get them out there anyway yeah it's something i'm usually guaranteed to have as an mm. opinion so well for, for those who don't know who who's actually bringing you this podcast it is myself here duncan morrison yeah. i'm a founder of sprint the bay and uh our uh, our, our new stallion in, in, into the uh, stables of sprint the bay is, is devon beckman mm. um, so it's about time we did something together isn't it yeah well normally you know we we are inseparable, so mm-hmm. this podcast may be a lot more of that dribble, but we hope you enjoy it. Um, we may as well kick off into into what we what we really want to look at, and that's just at the moment a, a bit of a brief outline, a little taster for you yeah. of Sprint the Bay, if you will. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah. so we're, I mean, well, for the cast itself today, we're, we're going to give you a little bit of a broad overview. We're going to look at a Sprint the Bay yarn, so one actually that was sort of, well, it makes sense actually chronologically on our first podcast to look at how it was all born. Um, then we're going to look at some orienteering news, including in there some World Cup um, information on on the World Cup that's currently ongoing actually in Switzerland, um, as well as looking at Oceania um, and a few other bits and pieces in there. Bit of a preview and a wrap up of the sprint, um, and then we'll uh, keep things pretty pretty short with that. So that'll that'll be the cast for today. Yeah, so if you want to hear more from us, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, get it out there. Um, and we'll try and grow the presence of volunteering in the podcast community, but also get the word of Sprint the Bay out there. It's going to be the highlight of the summer, I think, so going to make sure you're out there. Yeah, and I think in, in the future we might look at maybe some Q&As or something like that as well. So mm. we'll, be, we'll be on the call out for some questions that you may have or yeah, maybe... Feel free to suggest any segments. I mean, we'll, we're pretty opinionated, so we'll probably shut you down. But if, if you're you're into that, we can we can look into it for you. He's only got ten seconds to get to the finish if he wants to win the stage. He's gonna hold on to yellow. Um, so we'll get into a bit of a broad overview of Sprint the Bay 2020. Um, and I guess the best way to start is how how do we how do we come up with the idea to put ourselves through yeah. it again? I guess Sprint Bay last time it happened was twenty fourteen. Um, that was the last the fifth Sprint Bay and the last one that we've had for a while. And there's been a bit of a hiatus. Yeah, I was, was going to say the year, the year it rained, but mm, it rained every year, year didn't it? Yeah, but no, that was that was the sort of the it was a sort of natural end point for Sprint the Bay at that point. We had a 
few um, things going on, movements with ourselves personally, and, and then a bit of pressures coming from different different places that we we decided to put a little full, well, more of a comma than a full stop mm-hmm. in, into the Sprint the Bay story. But um, we're back again for 2020. I, I mean, we always threaten to bring it back, and I think it, it's a as good a year as ever um, with, you know, the the sprint focus for World Champs next year being its first ever sprint-only walk. Mm. Um, so probably not a bad bad time to bring things back. Yeah, I think a lot of guys will be targeting, obviously, that sprint walk. A lot of New Zealanders especially. Sprint is a very strong discipline for New Zealand historically. Uh, but also a lot of overseas guys perhaps coming across for the summer. Um, get that early sprint camp in. Um, yeah, perfect. Yeah, I mean, you, you see it in, in the likes of pro cycling and things like that. You know, those those guys, they they get over to the early season events in January in Australia, you know, the Tour Down Under and, and races around there and get a lot of a lot of racing Ks in their legs before they really get stuck um, stuck into the, the rest of their season, their European season, so... Yeah, I think the same can be said for Orienteers as well. You know, talking a little bit to Tim Robertson over the European summer, he said just the quantity of uh, sprint orienteering that he needs to do to get get in shape for a sprint walk is going to be pretty monumental. So yeah, and I, and I don't think um, it will just be Tim looking into this as well. I mean, I think we've we've heard rumours that there might be a real fast Belgium dude looking at coming out in the form of Yannick yeah. and a um, couple of past walk sprint medalists as well not only Tim but some others so yeah it'd be exciting perhaps perhaps even Oystein I mean he's a he's a sucker for a sprint competition so I mean it'd be great to have him there too and and in the woman um yeah I mean rumours that Lizzie might be back in the country as well and I don't know might talk my sister Amber into coming out of retirement could be could be a decent showdown mm, very exciting um, so a bit of a broad overview of Sprint the Bay 2020, Devin. So we're we're actually kind of forming an informal sprint carnival, if you will. So yeah, I mean the weekend before will be the the Lonely Mountain Sprints in Taranaki, Taranaki which is actually yeah that's that's doubling as a uh, what is it as the walk trials yeah, for the New trials. Zealand team. Yeah. So it's quite early, uh, early Jan or mid Jan, twenty fourth to the twenty seventh mm-hmm. of January. So quite early trials, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's looking like it's going to be pretty exciting. They've got some knockout sprints, um, yeah. some various formats there. This could be a good weekend. Yeah, by the looks of things, I think the knockout sprints are the the elite grades, and mm-hmm. then and then um, there's you know a bunch of sprints for everyone else to go along to. So that goes from the, the Saturday through to the Monday. Then you're going to have the Tuesday off. The Wednesday there'll be an event somewhere, I'm sure. Thursday off, and then we're ripping into Sprint the Bay Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So that's the well, what are the dates there, Dev? So yeah, thirty first of Jan for first day of Sprint the Bay through to second of Feb on the Sunday. So it will be yeah, be a jam packed week of sprint orienteering really, especially uh, if we have a midweek event on the Wednesday. You'll be travelling through from Taranaki to Hawke's Bay. Wonderful drive that is. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's Palmerston on the way, but if you if you go quick enough, yeah, we could take the back roads. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, true. Just avoid it. I mean, that time of year though, in Sprint in, in Hawke's Bay is perfect for a few days off, you know and. Yeah, if you're having a bit of trouble talking the partner into coming away for a week of orienteering, you know, you've got a four, three or four days of vineyards there to, oh, and even to, if to the, grease if the, the wheels. If the partner's pretty into Michael Bublé, you could Yeah, well, that's the thing. That, that, that weekend, there's the, the concert in, at, at um, the Mission Estate and Michael Bublé and somewhere around the Alton John's turning up mm. too. So, 
Yeah. It's all go in the Hawke's Bay. There's plenty of options. Especially in summer, it's probably yeah. the place to be in New Zealand. Yeah. Coffee coffee until lunchtime and wine after lunch, isn't it? So um, that's that's the the time of year we're looking at there, and we've already been guaranteed that there's not going to be rain, so that's a positive. <laughs> yes, it's not on uh, Waitangi weekend, so yeah, it can't, it can't, it can't, yeah, it can't rain. <laughs> but then, then from from there, um, in terms of the terrains we're using, we're, we're not actually ready to announce that yet. Um, we're we're just gonna hold something back, right? Yeah, we're gonna keep keep you guys on your toes and and just 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 finding fine-tuning a few of the details there but um some classics some sprint yeah. the bay classics you'd say yeah i guess it's following a very simple the same format as past sprint the bays uh six stages over three days so two stages a day uh it's going to be pretty full-on calendar as sprint the bay always is but um definitely going to be very exciting going to be some changes uh maybe some faster closer stages early on and then uh, of course the notorious queen stage yeah. On the final day. Yeah, exactly. You know, that, that one, that fifth stage, um, that Sunday morning when the legs are getting... A, sorry, it'll be a Monday? No, Sunday, Sunday morning, morning. When the legs are getting a little bit heavy mm. um, and a little bit of different kind of sprint terrain can always... I remember a few years back, I think, Toby Scott ended up winning Sprint the Bay, but the, he made his move that day. Yeah. Wow. The year after, uh, two years after, 2014, Mel did same thing. Yeah. Pulled it out on Tim. Yeah. I guess you could say it's probably Tim's, the reason why Tim hasn't won a Sprint the Bay yet. His Achilles heel, if you will. Mm, his yeah. kryptonite. Ooh. Oh, is that, is it kryptonite? Can we say that Tim is Superman? Yeah. Wow. We'll wait and see, won't we? So, yeah, well, with with that, we've, we've probably kind of given away at least one stage there, haven't we, or what, what, what it's likely to be. But the other, I mean, we're always trying to introduce some new things in with Sprint the Bay, and that will be, be no different this year. Um, and one of our focuses is that um, that social event aspect, and we're, we're quite keen to bring in maybe a couple of different things. You know, might, might, might be a bit of a Q&A night uh, with, with some food trucks or something, social or evening, a social season. evening with some some nice beers or in in the sun and some food but um yeah watch that space but it's it's something that we're we're quite keen on because after a day of sprint racing and traveling between events it's good to just have a little bit of wind down afterwards and yeah and we want it to be a, a full asset experience you know it's not just about the racing but the whole the whole atmosphere and experience of the weekend is what it's all about really uh, so. Yeah, I think that's that's been the focus of Sprint the Bay from the outset. Mm. Is it's it's not just your course; it's it's how it's good how good the spectating is, how good the event centre is, how good the athlete services is. So that's that's the focus there, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, um, that's of course, that's uh, the plan. The singlets will be back in twenty twenty. The probably we were the first to do it in orienteering. Yeah, yeah. Well, in the beginning, we just started with the the one singlet, and then. We've gone on from there, and now we've got the yeah the, the yellow, the polka dot, the green, and and then a, a junior singlet, which has either been white or pink, depending mm. on what we're doing there. So there might be talk of some other section coming in for the old guys and the elite grape, but we'll wait and see. Because that's the thing with with when you are coming to enter, though, we've got the elite grade, the 21E, um, mm-hmm. which. We actually don't even call 21A, do we? We just call it elite because we, we do actually expect those juniors to enter, basically from men's, uh, once you're out of men's 16, sort of to enter that grade because we have that, that juniors competition within it. Yeah. 
Um, so you've got something to race for as well as racing those. And those I think top that's really dogs. beneficial for the juniors. Like you've seen the likes of um, Tim Robinson in the past and Tommy Hayes as well coming through and racing against those elites in the same grade, and that's really pushed them to step up their level. And I don't want to sound like I'm correcting you, Dev, but. Has Tommy Hayes run a sprint the bay? Yeah, he, he, he ran in 2014. 2014, yeah, yeah but he, he really just missed out on, on the Well, he was sort of just coming of into yeah. his own then. Um, yeah. He, he no. was just losing a bit of weight, and now... Oh, I'm sure it's him at, at 2020. Yeah, uh, he's already started his training program. The Red Rocket out there on the, on the Hawks Bay terrain will just be great to see. Jaywalk Silver medalist. Yeah. be interesting to see what he can do on home terrain, um, especially with a couple of the good guys coming back. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And as long as he doesn't miss punch, right? Yeah, uh, it's the key for Sprint the Bay, isn't it? If yeah. you miss punch, it's gone. Then you've got to look at, at maybe maybe the the green singlet or the polka dot or something like that. So, yeah, we'll be looking to open the entries fairly shortly, as well as announcing some of those stages. We might just tease them out over yeah. a little period. Keep you guys interested. Yeah, whet your appetite. Yeah, but um, so that's that's as much as we can give away for the time being. Mm-hmm. Um, they will be mainly based around that that Hastings, Napier, Havelock North area, so mm. if you're looking for accommodation and around there is probably the best spot. Yeah, I think Napier will be quite busy, but yeah. um, Havelock North and Hastings area, yeah. definitely hit that up for yeah. some accommodation. And get in earlier, because as we said, it's going to be a busy time on. in the Hawke's Bay yeah. over the summer. Everyone wants to be here, so mm. get in soon. Awesome. So I guess we're moving on to the next segment, which is the Sprint the Bay Yarn segment. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about... The conception of Sprint the Bay, cool. obviously with the conception of this podcast, I think it's quite fitting, Duncan. Yeah, yeah, so just, just where it basically was was, was born out of, um, and and sort of, yeah, just so, how we how we got it to, to where it is. Yeah, so where did you even come up with this idea? It's pretty radical. Yeah, it was, well, it must have been in July, I guess, because... July 2009 because we started in 2010 so yeah 2009 I hyped up watching Tour de France or hyped up or maybe tired from watching it late into the evening but delirious yeah yeah and um went round to Uncle Jeff Jeff Morrison's place and we were just having a chat about orienteering and a whole bunch of other things and we thought we we sort of just threw the idea out there of how good would a orienteering tool be you know and, and with the yellow yellow jersey at that stage we just thought about the yellow jersey we didn't really think about the other parts of the competition and and then thinking about it, we thought well it's it's probably got to be for sprints because anything longer you know you're gonna buy if you have six of them in a weekend you're gonna have some pretty tired people so it kind of started simmering then you know and and as people we know jeff you know we we had quite a animated conversation and got quite excited but mm. it started there and and went a bit quiet for a little while and then come maybe sort of late august september or yeah, probably august we thought oh well i thought why don't we why don't we give it a go um got in touch with the the local club and sort of said the plans and that's what we wanted to do we'd do the mapping and return for some gear and it worked quite well for both parties that way and and we started building the promotion got the entries open and and in that point, um, my brother Ross, the other co-founder, he he was coming back from a long period in Denmark, so he was looking for something to do. So we joined forces and, and started the event planning. Mm. Um, I think the first year we had 134 entrants, which doesn't sound big, but we we're, were pretty wrapped with at least that many. Yeah, I guess at the time, sprint, sprint orienteering itself wasn't super big yet. It was still sort of in its infancy. 
um, around 2010. Yeah, and, and I think, like, looking back, that's sort of reflected a wee bit on, on with the maps. Um, so we, we changed some to what we thought was sprint standard, but looking back now, it's... It was, it was good at the time. Do a bit of a comparison of the old village maps. Uh, yeah. Well, in 2014, the last stage, we had a bit of a board up with this, all the maps that we still had um, and put them up. And that, that was good. But I think that year we went Havelock Village. We, well, we did we did one stage of Friday night and then three in a day, which we quite quickly realised was probably not the best idea. Um, so we did Havelock Village on the Friday night. Then the next morning it rained. Um <laughs> And we did Arataki, well, Havelock North High School, um, then Karanga Gardens, and then finished at Frimley Park, a bit of a Sprint the Bay classic, I think. Frimley Park. All, all of those are Sprint the Bay classics. Right? Yeah, 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 it is, isn't it? And then the next day, two stages were. Where were they? Oh, <laughs> Napier Boys was the last stage where we actually had a sprint off between Scott McDonald and Bill Edwards for the Green Singlet. Um, but EIT, another Splendid Bay Classic, was, was prior to that. So we've had, we've had plenty of, um, of feedback on those after, after those races, and um, it was all pretty positive. So we were kind of locked into doing another year after that, and then we had to find some more areas. So, yeah, year one, year one went off, had perfect competitors, and decided to bring it back in 2011. Yeah, well, I guess... I don't, I don't know, there's a moment I remember the prize giving at Napier Boys and just looking up, um, we had it in front of the pavilion there, and just looking up at everyone sitting there, like, everyone hung around for the prize giving, which, I don't know, doesn't normally happen at the yeah, end of a... Prize givings are notoriously boring. Yeah, so we, we had this prize giving, we made sure we had a few prizes to give away, and, and just the feedback we got was, you know, that was, that was, it was more, it was awesome fun. Um, I guess the focus from the start, even year one, was having cool event centres mm. um, and I can't stress how important that is just um, the event atmosphere I think like just I th- makes the event yeah and I think you, you may sacrifice a leg or two on your course but mm. in the scheme of things everyone just enjoys it a whole lot more so yeah. I remember my first sprint day was 2011 um, and I remember the first race at Frimley yeah and it was and the evening I think on the Friday yeah we, we still punished ourselves with a three sprint day yeah. at that one yep. crazy but I just remember it being so radically different to any other event I'd been to in my orienteering career yeah to that stage yeah um, and I think I mean without getting ahead of ourselves I think we maybe pushed a bit of a change for mm. for events you know and then there's a few other events now that, that do look to get the atmosphere but I, it is key I think it's yeah key for expanding the sport, getting people that aren't you know their pure blood orienteers into it, mm-hmm. um, just making it a bit more accessible. Yeah, and and I think at that time of year as well. Although I mean we haven't actually been blessed for the weather with previous sprint bays, but I think it's a it's a good time to be in Hawke's Bay and in the sun. And if you can have and sprint events in in general, sort yeah. of are, are a bit They're more quite relaxed in the and, summer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we'll probably get into that in another sprint the Bay Yarn down the line, I can imagine. So, so that's sort of how it all, all happened. And then from there, obviously, we just um, expanded, expanded and got um, some really good people involved in terms of mm, technology Matt, Matt came and on board things. In 2012, after his uh, or before his jail 
Yeah, yeah, Matt. Matt was wow. Well, he was was involved. He set a couple of courses and things, and and then we got you know with the O links and everything. But I think you know there's a few more sprint bay yarns and in, in and around there as well, okay. so we can we can save them for a later cast. But yeah, that's sort of how it all happened. You know, mm. it was from a excited post Tour de France debrief at at Uncle Jeff's house, and mm. then and then it all fell into place in a way. I think um, that first year a lot of the planning was done. Um, Ross and I were working together. We are actually working for the Hawkesbury Daring Club prison at the time, Chris Howell on his vineyard. So we'd be working. It's you know, not, not really working then, just spinning yarns on Oh, yeah. Like, honestly, it was just a lot of sprint the bay planning, you know. I mean, when you tour together, nothing really gets done. Yeah. Well, sprint the bay gets done, doesn't oh, it? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that why you brought me on board? Yeah, well, we got to have someone to be a little bit more organised. Mm. So. Yeah, so that's, that's how it all started. So that leads us into probably a... Um, a permanent feature of the podcast mm. is O News. So, I mean, we're not just here for Sprint the Bay. Um, we want to give you a bit of an insight into what's happening around the orienteering world or in New Zealand, some, some news that's come out. Our, our opinion on it, at least. Yeah, well, it's going to be slightly slanted towards what, what we think. Um, so probably, oh, I was going to say mainly foot O, but we've got Devin here. He's a mountain bike orienteer. And, and we'll try and keep it, you know, as current and as sort of up-to-date as we possibly can. Um, we're recording this podcast the morning after the Oceania Sprint, which was also, there was a World Cup Sprint over in Switzerland at the same time. So we'll do a bit of a wrap-up on that and, and maybe look at some previews and things going yeah. forward. So, yeah, I guess you just mentioned uh, Oceania Sprint last night. Pretty mm. interesting sprint, but different to the usual urban campus that we get in um, the Oceania region. Yeah, well, I remember... We're, you know, on on our chat with me and yourself and, and Matt Ogden, I got sent through the link for the GPS, and uh, to be fair, I just scroll across to actually see the sprint terrain because mm. it started off on that granite hill. That, oh, to be fair, I think anywhere in New Zealand would be quite thankful to have a, a hill with sort of rock detail like that on it. Yeah, it's pretty rare. Um, maybe in Hawksway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that could be an option for a sprint base stage pop that down no but it, it was quite a unique sprint in the way that it was sort of 50 50 buildings um yeah traditional your, t- your typical campus sprint in the beginning i think yeah with your olive green your buildings um a, few, a multi-level as well yeah but a run through as well from from the um from the coverage it looked looked quite a fun campus to be running around it looks like quite a lot of people were you know having to take their time slow down quite a bit so maybe not just balls out like yeah and i think like Part of that is made from the fact that it looks like the campus is on a slope. Yes, I, well, I believe um, it is. That's what contours generally represent. <laughs> but, uh, you know, a flat campus is, is nowhere near as exciting as one on a slope because it does actually bring into play the ritualist a little bit more. Do you mm. go around the top of the building or, or the bottom? You've got a few more walls where one side. as well. Yeah. Especially with sporting air. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. That's a, basically a given now for sprinter and mm. tearing. But it... In terms of the sprint, it looked like a, a, a really interesting sprint. Um, Until the, the middle distance halfway through. Oh, I, I think it's good. I Yeah, I mean, there's... there's I, think we saw, I think they used it quite well. We saw the, the sprint sort of route choice come into yeah. play with the long legs across the hill. Yeah. Um, but I, I think you do probably... When you, when you turn up for a sprint, you sort of expect that urban sprint. I guess every now and again, you're going to get a bit of rural brought in but i wonder with the new way that walk's going mm. you know i don't think they're going to give many forest sprints at walk because that's the whole point of having them separate yeah 
So maybe we will see less and less of this. Um, well, it would be interesting to see if they ever would bring in a forest sprint discipline. Like bring the, back the old short. Where would you put that? Would you put it at the forest walk or the, the, forest the sprint walk? walk? You'd put it at the forest walk. Oh, yeah, you probably would. Would you, well, then are you splitting it urban and forest or are you splitting it sprint and long? Yeah. Because then do you have an urban middle or something? Urban long? An urban middle. Oh, that's, no, that's a rabbit hole. We do not oh. have time to go down today. But looking at, at the sprint, though, and, and it was, it was some, some interesting results in, mm. in the... Um, well, not interesting, but some good results in the elite grade. Brody um, taking out the Oceania sprint title. Yeah, well, unfortunately, the Red Rocket we previously spoke of, Tommy Hayes, uh, having a stellar run, but missing control 13. You, you just ran past Just, just missed it. Just, Did he, he said he, he told me that he uh, was a little bit out of breath after the big jaunt up the hill. Yeah. And just blazed straight past it. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's disappointing as well because, I mean, it's not like it was that far out of his way no, to go he, to. I think he still would have had the win if he had gone to the control. Wow, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I would have won walk if I'd made it to the New Zealand team and mm. did a lot of training and everyone else was rubbish. But uh, Brody, Brody ran well in the beginning. He was leading up until control five. Yeah. Uh, and then Tommy took over. Maybe he made a little mistake on five to six, actually, Brody. Yeah. Um, and then after that, it was pretty clean through the rest of the course, apart from a mistake at 19. Yeah. He managed to hold off... William Gardner by six seconds, pretty pretty tight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then and then Simon Uphill rounding out the top three. Um, Down to the end, isn't he? So w- with with Tommy mispunching, I mean, best place in New Zealand was uh, Gene Beveridge and six. I guess he maybe. Um, a little, he's not a sprint specialist. Ah, you wouldn't you wouldn't say he was. Uh, he'll come into his own today. You'd imagine with the long distance. And next um, weekend, of course. Yeah. With the long Yeah, but. but I think New Zealand's top, apart from Tommy, New Zealand's top sprinter's just not really there. I mean, Matt Ogden is a top on any distance and deciding not to run this weekend. Yeah, he's, he's just going for the terrain. He's always been a man he's for a terrain. terrain right? fother, isn't he? Yeah, he, he, I'm not sure if he still sees it this way, but I don't think he thinks that sprint orienteering is pure orienteering. But. Apart from Swim Bay. Oh, yeah, yeah okay. obviously. Yeah. Um, just looking through some of the names, I mean, you got John Teorum just edging out um, Cameron Delisle. Um, mm. Maybe that'll be a good battle to watch throughout the week. You'd, you'd imagine Cam Delisle might pull away oh, there. Oh, at Wok this year, Cam was. Yeah, so, I mean, that's that's the elite men. And then, yeah, like you say, later in the week, you got some guys that, you know, Brody's probably going to be strong all, all week. Simon mm. Uphill as well, Will Gardner, they're all very good orienteers. Matt Crane, who was fourth, Matt Doyle. Matt Doyle Gene Beveridge, maybe you'd expect to go up, up, the, up, up from here. You know, six to... I think if he was sixth in the long t- today, he'd probably be a little disappointed in that effort. Mm. Uh, then you've got Matt Ogden heading over for next weekend as well. So He's absolutely firing at the moment. That, that might might be a good idea. Well, not a good idea, but it might be good for the New Zealand team because we need to claw back some points there yeah. in the uh, Trans-Tasman competition in the elites. Um, although Lizzie obviously did well for us there, winning the Oceania sprint uh, by seven seconds over Bridget Anderson. Yeah, back from Norway. Uh, and over into Aussie. Is this on your way back to New Zealand? I'm not 100% sure. Perhaps. Uh, we'll she, f- perhaps she'll be back for the summer. We'll find out. Uh, Lizzie will be a surefire listener, so she'll let us know, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a good seven-second win mm, um, in a sprint. In a sprint. That's, that's not a, yeah, it's... As, I think it was quite a close, it'd be quite a close sprint. It wasn't like a huge time differences. Well, the top size. five 
37 yeah. seconds separated them. Yeah, with I saw, uh, yeah, <laughs> Natasha Tash, Key taking the, the, that fifth position. I think she should have been higher up. I think she lost a little bit of time. Yeah, near the end there, perhaps. Mm, I saw that um, Lizzie, who started a minute behind her, quarter up just before they came back in, or just after they came back into the buildings. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think Tash maybe lost a little, she lost a little bit of time at Control 11, heading out of it the wrong way. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, and then, um, yeah, exactly. There's a few that made a bit of a mistake, though, on, on that 10 to 11 league. Like, mm, it's very sh- you know, you've league. got third Belinda Lawford. She lost a, a whack of time. She was the 24th best on that league. And Crystal Newman, who was oh, yeah. fourth, she lost time. And well, if you look... Natasha Key lost even more. She so, lost a good yeah. minute and 10 seconds. That puts her well ahead of Lizzie's time. Yeah. So... Um, next best New Zealand, we've got Imogen Scott, she was in at 6th. Um, Interesting, if you look down in uh, 12th position, Penelope Salmon, who is still a woman's 16, I believe, um, deciding to run elite this weekend at Oceania. Maybe not the best decision. Maybe she I, I wonder, juniors. but from the looks of it, was that part of, the, was that because of the, the Pine Stars maybe, or the challenge? I'm not sure. She is a very good sprinter, probably yeah. one of the most promising talents coming forward. She wow. told me earlier on that she was run a 10.02 3K as a 15-year-old. I don't want to race her then just yet. Yeah, I need, she is to, very I need to do some and also work. very motivated. She's yeah, quite got her sights set on walk from yeah. off next year. And I, well, fair enough though. I mean, mm. just looking through these splits, um, yeah, a bit of a slower start, but she's got some seconds, some thirds, some first splits in there. Yeah. So she's she's, she's up there. Legs. Yeah, that's yeah. just yeah. about even navigating. Yeah, I I mean, even I I fully trust your opinion here because you can identify junior talent mm. um, when you need to. So that's great. Definitely one to watch for the for the juniors thing, whether that's from the bay for sure. Yeah, and then looking over to the the junior elite grade. Mm-hmm. Um, so first up, a man called Ryan Stocks, and how his stocks have gone up after that win. So yeah. could not help myself. I think well, he obviously the if you look behind him in second, third, fourth, the they they were all jo- Aussie Jail team members. Um, Quite a convincing win though, thirty eight yeah, seconds, seconds in the sprint. Well and you look at his splits; he was down in the beginning, losing quite a lot of time. And then it was in four, fourth place halfway around the course. He hauled it back in the last part of the course. You look at the splits going from from control fourteen onwards. Yeah, he was seventeen seconds behind at the midway point, mm. and he has just absolutely hauled us to the finish. Yeah, look at that. I mean, he's gone like his last few. Well, it's not last few, but there's splits there. Yeah, first, 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 second, fourth, sixth, second, like. He really picked it up. In yeah. The last part so of obviously fit, you'd think, because yeah, in sprints, if you fit, you can make those I think maybe those some clear of the, decisions. The juniors obviously running the men's elite course as well. Maybe yeah. getting a bit tired towards the end, especially after that big hill. Yeah. It's going to be taxing. So yeah, that's just the guys, you know. But that, that top uh, three Alistair. there, one, two, and three. Ryan Stocks, Alistair, Alistair, Alistair George. George. Go with two first names. Um, and Dante Afnan, mm-hmm. which I don't even know if either one of them is a first name, but. Top three for those, all three Australians. Yeah. Um, it's and interesting. I, I remember, I know for sure, Alistair George. He was in New Zealand at Queen's birthday, and mm. and and on home terrain, the New Zealanders sort of took it to that those Aussie juniors a yeah. bit. So they're getting their own back there. I mean, our best placed was old Wilt, Wilt, Captain Wilt Tiswell. Um, he's back in eighth though, which yeah. I'd say he'd be disappointed. Devin, you're his coach. Yeah, he's not. He's not a sprint specialist. Um, he's a bit of a no, rug- rugby bod, that boy. Well, you, you know, sprints quite a lot about that acceleration, and, and when you've got a bit more mass like he does, 
He, did, he does power through the terrain, though. Yeah. Um, if you oh, that's back. the thing. He had that terrain in there, so it should have... If a sprint was going to suit him. Yeah. Well, I think he, he's been injured a little bit. He had a little bit of a football injury that he's carrying over, so maybe that's... He's lacking a little bit of top-end speed, but watch yeah. him next weekend. He'll oh, I did, I did go for a run with him about a week and a half mm. ago and definitely put him to the sword there, so... Yeah, well, I went yeah. for a run with him on, just before he flew out, and he... Oh, it's not a competition, all right? Oh, just, just saying, I'm the but then from there, you got a bit of a flood of New Zealanders. You got uh, Ollie Egan in tenth. Mm. I don't even know if he calls himself Ollie, but I've just done I that. I think he does. Okay. Uh, Ronan eleventh. Ronan Lee. Yeah. Scott Smith thirteenth. Stolberger Liam, in fourteenth. Great last name. You know, so you, yeah. you've got a good grouping there, and I think just... all of them will probably they'll they'll go better than that. This won't be and the then, last we I see think, of them. Yeah, I think early on in the champs, you know. Especially with the flights and um, getting over there and the bit of nerves, I think it'll yep. take them a little bit of time to warm up. But yeah, definitely next weekend, I think, watch out for Will. Yep. Um, some of those other boys too. And, and previewing, yeah, yeah. so as a, as a preview, the terrain's going to suit those guys. I, I think the terrain's also going to suit the Aussies, though. It's very typical Australian terrain. Yeah. Your granite, your green, so it's going to be interesting. I think Will. I don't know, there's, I think, like you said, I mean, they're used to that terrain. Mm. But I, I think a big part, and and now even more so with those juniors, they go to J-Walk, mm-hmm. they go around the country to different races, and New Zealand has such a varied terrain that yeah. it's not so much the terrain, that's it's adapting. the ability to adapt. And I think the New Zealanders develop that quite well. And I think that's why you see traditionally and lately New Zealanders go that little bit better on the whole than the Australian team. You know, there's always some outliers, Aston uh, and Key. Um, but... Notably present from the Sochani champs. He's yeah. over at the World Cup in Switzerland. Notably as absent. Is that not what I said? You said notably present. Oh, yes. Yeah, so it's slightly different, but yeah. And yeah. then and then the junior junior girls. Um, mm. Once again, uh, Aussie trifecta there. Mm. And, uh, you know, Jess Sewell, best New Zealander in at fourth. Um, yeah. Not bad from Jess. She's still young. Mm. She's still eight, in the 18s yeah. uh, back in New Zealand. So yeah. she's well, got a few years to Telling someone who's even younger is who came in at sixth. Yes, old uh, yeah, probably the stand standout of New Zealand team at Agile in the sprint at least. Kai was our best place there. Yeah. Um, Kai Jorgensen. Um, wow. I mean, showing she's back from Denmark. She's been in Denmark since Jaywalk, oh. uh, living over there with her family. Bit of a day of a day then, is she? Yeah, yeah. So now maybe doing a bit of training and now back. Uh, we'll see. I think Kai will definitely be able to pull out some good runs in the terrain. Yeah. Well, how, how old is Kai? She is only fifteen. Yeah, yeah, so so still five more jaywalks yeah. is what you're so saying. So she'll have six jaywalks if she does. Oh, wow. I mean, crazy. my sister Kate, she did five. Yeah, Tim, and, Tim did five as well. And it just seemed like they were forever at jaywalk. But, and, and to be fair, you'd put your money on Kai going all six um, oh. with the pedigree that she's got. I mean, I mean yeah. her, her mum will have it there, that's for sure. And then Brianna Stephen in at seventh. Um, then a bit. Oh, Tessa in 12th, that's a little bit interesting. See, she's a very fast runner, but yeah. sometimes can't... Yeah, I mean, looking at the splits, you've got a lot of seconds and thirds and first, yeah. and then you've got a 23rd, a 16th, yeah, and a 20th, you know, so if, if, if we can rein that in, well, she can rein that in, mm. um, also, and in the terrain, maybe it's a little bit more forgiving, we might see her up the leaderboard, it's, like, it, she wouldn't be a surprise if you saw her no, in the top she's three. she's a very, very quick runner, her yeah. and um, Penelope both very fast, yeah. and also Jess as well, obviously showing in that fourth. So you need your shades on, because the future is bright, isn't it? Oh, especially for the New Zealand woman. Yep. Oh, perfect. 
So that's that's sort of Oceania, and and I mean the rest of the week, like you say, we've we've got the schools challenge is the next probably the big thing. Oh, we got the relays on our Monday. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I don't know if New Zealand has many, especially in the men. Yeah, Tommy and Jean. I don't know who the third. Maybe Cam. Yeah, Cam Delisle or something. Don't know if they will have the horsepower to be able to take over. Oh, the team. I mean, Jean's always up for a relay. Tommy, I he is too. Tommy is very. Good I mean, Jean oh, you know sort of lost it this year at Walk Relay though. Yeah, but that's maybe not. That's not common for Jean though. He's normally pretty good mm. on a relay. He's good with other people around. Yeah. So, Tommy, Tommy will probably and then you've, the first league. And then you've got our, our mate De Leslie just needs to really flop it out mm. in whatever league he's doing. He and seemed to just be well off the pace yesterday. Just mm. running speed, I think. Well, do they put Yonte? Yonte Orem? Or Yonte. Did mm. he take Cam? He, he beat Cam just. Yeah, so maybe Four seconds I think it will come down to who has a better run today. 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 Yeah, sorry. Australian yeah. champs. And then looking at the New Zealand team, the first year, this will I can say with full confidence, this will be the first year that the trophy between New Zealand and Australians, New Zealand and Australian states does not have New Zealand engraved on it. Because you think we're not going to win, or you think? Well, no, we've got two teams. Yeah. So what are they called? I don't know. Are they going to... I think it's maybe they still engraved Don't they have strange Maori names? Uh, yes, mm. they do have... Oh, I don't know. I think What's one means spur and one means gully or something. Okay. Yep. Yep. All right. That's Interesting. Wow, uh, you can rely on New Zealanders to come up with interesting um, team names. Mm. But um, you've got the... Harua That's, and the Karahiwi uh, teams. I think they're very evenly split. That, that was the idea, yeah. I think. was. I mean, they were talking about maybe a North Island-South Island split, mm. which could have worked, I think. Yeah. I think that um, despite, you know, the South Island having a few less people than North Island, the talent is very strong down in the South Island. So yeah. And, and just it. just looking through these these grades, like in the senior boys, you got the two teams. I mean, some guys to watch in there, obviously. Liam Steilberger, Will Tidswell, Ronan Lee... Um, you know, well, all of them really. I mean, they're in the New Zealand team. Uh, Those boys, yeah. Like, I mean, Tom Harding, yeah. yeah. And and same with the senior girls. Um, girls are pretty stacked, I think. Yeah, well, you got you got Kai, you got Penelope, Jess Sewell, Sylvie Freida. Uh, I mean, Tessa. the list goes on. Jess Burns, Amy Cullum, she won the North Island Secondary Schools mm. this year. So, um, yeah. anyone in there? Yeah, a whole bunch of and girls. then the junior boys. I mean. Juniors are a little bit more unpredictable, aren't they? Yeah, same, junior boys, really junior girls. There's, I mean, I'm just going to say Emily Hayes because her last name's Hayes there. But she, she's running pretty well at the moment. Yeah, yeah exactly. So we'll um, see how she goes. And, and Alice Egan, just because her last name's Egan. Juliet Freider. You know, the, these names, they're, they're coming through that next generation. And Juliet was in, uh, over at O'Ringham this year, so doing a bit of Scandi training. Yeah, so there you go. I noticed in junior boys, we've got Ziffa Fave. Mm. Um, so Tom. surely he'll come into his own in the long. Yeah, thanks. Might be so. a bit short for him. Who knows? And Olaf Baker. It sounds like a good orienteering name, that. But we'll keep an eye out for them. Obviously, New Zealand's never lost that challenge. Um, and by looks of social media, uh, they're in no way ready to do that either. I think I saw a photo of Jean Corey Wright, one of the coaches there, holding the trophy in front of the entire team on their first day just to know what, what they're there to mm, play for. I mean, for. it was always very... I remember when... In my school trips, and I'm sure yours as well, it was always a big deal that we couldn't lose. No, no. miss punches. Was no miss thing. punches. And and that is the key, because as soon as you miss punch, you don't score points in that, exactly. really. So, yeah. No, that's... that. Very it's fun. going to be good to watch and, and that rest of that week. So maybe the next potty we'll do a bit of an Oceania wrap-up. Mm. On to the next one. Devon. So Should we talk about a bit about World Cup from last night. Yeah, World Cup in Switzerland. Well, they had the uh, the middle. I was going to say the first. final, but it's not the final, is it? 
No, we've got, You're going to be going to the final. I'm going to be in the final. We've yeah. got China in a few weeks. It's going to be very exciting. First time World Cup in China. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get on to that. But we the, the Switzerland on. one. We'll talk um, about the middle first, I think. Very yeah. briefly. Oh, the middle. it's not a sprint. Well, you know um, me. I love... I love Sprint orienteering, so I'm, yeah. I'm going to leave you to do this. Yeah, minute. I guess in the middle, it was a pretty interesting um, winner. Joe Hadorn took, taking his first World Cup win with Ooh. only nine seconds ahead of orienteering great Daniel Hillman. It's in Switzerland. He's Swiss. They both are Swiss. Yeah, yeah. And, and Joey, remember that Jaywalk in Switzerland? Yeah, he took. You know three how goals. New Zealand were going to win the relay and then Ed went out? Mm. Yeah. So that that Jaywalk. That was when Joey won. Yeah. He, um, so he, he was very fast. He does like it at home. But if you look at the um, the splits with. At the 17th control, uh, with only two controls left, a lot, a lot of road running. Mm. Uh, him and Joey and Daniel, same time. And then Joey just running a little bit faster down the road. Yeah. That's sort of sort of traditional in these Swiss sprints. Yeah. They like to have even the... Uh, not sprints, sorry. Middle distances. Middle distance. I'm just thinking sprint because it finishes in a town. Yeah. And, but they love that. The last two controls really just following a road. But, but once again... That's the idea, and see, they're doing it at World Cups. They're doing it overseas in, in orienteering strongholds well, like Switzerland. Look, look you, at uh, walk this year. Even. Yeah, but you just sacrifice maybe one or two legs to make it spectator friendly and to give that orienteering um, event centre atmosphere. I think apart from first and second, it didn't make a difference. No. Uh, or maybe between Gustav Bergman and Emil Svensk in the fourth and uh, fifth and sixth positions. Yeah, but it's the same. It's the same for everyone, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I guess. Is there that, always the argument of should mm. it be orienteering all the way to the line? Yeah. Or should there be some running element? But but if you look, like you said, there's a bit of road running, but mm. it is a route choice league still. Everyone took the same route choice? Yeah, obviously not a great route choice no. league, but it is a route choice league. So a good one there for, for Yoi Haddon. Yeah, he was very happy. I saw a big smile on his face. Yeah. Syndrome, we like to call him. Oh, okay. He looks like the, the villain from The Incredibles. Oh, gotcha. Mm. Yeah. And then um, moving to the day after, yeah. last night. Well, well, hang on. We didn't cover the one. Well, we should probably talk about it. Yeah. Well, there's only one word we need to say. It's, yeah, it's Tova, old Dominay Anderson. She there's just not much else to say. Absolutely. Has dominated the World Cup this year. She has she not took, lost. Took over the lead at the third control, I think, and didn't relinquish it. She won by 2 minutes and 36 mm. seconds. Interesting that the Swiss, Simone Amsold, very strong at Wok in Norway, but not at home in Switzerland? Um, you, potentially, you could call her strong, though. Because oh, still second place. Because she's got second place to Tove, who's in yeah. a league of her own. But, but you'd expect maybe Simone to be yeah. a bit closer to Tove, especially since she was so close at Walk's, at Walk Middle. She's only a couple of seconds back. Yeah, but I mean, if you're looking at it, you've got five Swiss in the top eight oh, of the women. Pretty, so pretty crazy. I mean, they didn't win it, but uh, I, I think in the women, almost at the moment, it seems to be like a race for second. Mm, you know? very, well, Tove's won every World Cup race yeah. this year. I tell you what's what's interesting is the minute per K little figure that the IAF give you. So Tove was 5 minutes 58 per K. That's good enough for about 20th place in the men's. So that gives you a bit of an idea. 20th place in the men. Frederick Tranchant from France, who rumour has it, is coming to sprint the back. Oh, very strong rumour that one. Yep. Previous walk sprint medalist. Mm, yeah, so there you go. But we're getting off track. Yep. Moving on to the World Cup. Uh, knockout sprint first time not first time how good though but very is a knockout sprint mm. um, unfortunately for our New Zealand followers yeah. Tim Robertson um, knocked out at the qualification stage yeah so not knocked out unconscious just just did not make it through um, I wouldn't be surprised if he was knocked out unconscious. so he didn't even get through to the quarterfinals no I think he didn't get through to the semis I think there's only three stages 
like quarter semi final? Oh, they didn't have a heat to make the quarters. I don't know. Is he in the quarters results? No, oh, no, so that's maybe why he didn't even make the quarters. That's why I'm saying he didn't even make the the quarterfinals. His so, Facebook post says that he made a bit of a mistake early on. Yeah. Uh, I also think he's had a few too many beers in the last... Well, he's been enjoying that, that tail end of European summer, which is yeah. important as an athlete to have some time off. It is, 100%. Yeah. And after his big... He, I would, he put a lot I would of effort into walk last year, obviously. Yeah. Having, um, and and obviously looking to build for sprint walk this coming... Well, more walk. importantly, sprint bay. Wow, he's, yeah, he's never yeah, won it. That's just, yep, that's the thing. You know, what, what sort of sprinter in are you if you haven't won sprint the bay? But, you know, so, so he couldn't make the top 36 to be... Be in those quarters. Considering he's about, I think he's sixth ranked sprint orienteer in the world. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah, but, but but then looking at that, you got, I mean, Aston Key from Aussie. He made it through into the quarters, um, yeah. but but that's as far as he got. He was fourth yeah, in his quarterfinal. Bit of a step up from um, Jaywalk up into the elites grade. Mm. Aston obviously taking the gold at Jaywalk sprint this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, but looking at this though, um, Aston, he's he's he was only five seconds off. Mm-hmm. Um, qualifying. qualifying and the guy who took it out there who, who just got a spot in front of him was uh, Olav Lundenes but I mean not traditionally a sprinter I, I'd imagine he wore full body cover for the sprint around town I mean you would have heard him from probably the next town over oh hell yeah you can but. imagine so in the quarters um, you got some pretty big names they're taking out their quarterfinals you know Matthias Kaburts Christian mm-hmm. Jones from Chris Jones very fast runner oh he's been focusing mainly on the running this year he's as well he's back for sprint walk next year yeah well why wouldn't you with speed like that mm-hmm. um, Vortec Kral from from the Czech Republic been around for a long time I remember seeing him in results in Jaywalk Australia and Dubbo in Oof. 2007 so there you go Gustav Bergman uh, traditionally, leader of the, leader of the World Cup. Tra- yeah, and traditionally a um, a terrain guy, mm. but making oh, it through. Yeah, there's a lovely video of Gustav running a knockout sprint from 2009 on YouTube. You should go yeah. check that out. Christoph um, Christoph Meyer, um, Swiss. Yeah, and Yannick um, Mikel's yeah. one of the fastest guys in that elite field uh, in terms of running. So the interesting um, track race between Chris Jones and Yannick. Oh, who do you think will take it out? Depends on the race, I reckon. I don't know. If there's a bit of wind, I've got my money on Chris Jones. Yeah, Yannick's a bit of a bean pole, isn't he? Yeah. He's very, very tall and skinny. We'd love to have him at Sprint the Bay, though. Oh, he's been before and yep. Yep. loved it, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, go on to the semis. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we've got Brits 1 and 2 in semi-final 1. Rough Street, Chris Jones. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're very strong, those Brits, at the moment. And it's strong with um, Sprint Walk being awarded to Edinburgh yep. in 2022. Yeah, so back to... Back to Scotland. Back to Scotland again. Yeah. Uh, and I know that large parts of Edinburgh have been embargoed, so yeah, be very interesting. Um, and, and just on that, the interesting part, the reason I brought up semi-final number one is one Matthias Kibbutz misses mm. out on the final in Switzerland previous, in a sprint. Previous walk gold medalist yeah. from Switzerland in 2012. And and missed out by one second. Crazy. So I think awesome it just shows one. how that this this format of the sport is bringing in some new yeah new talent and that's not the same as your typical fifteen yep. minute sprint. Um, Semi final two, Vorte Kral, Gustav Bergman making it through. A uh, notable couple of guys who didn't um, get through in that one was Daniel Hoodman and Emil Sphinx, both very good sprinters. Yeah, well, Daniel Hoodman last two walk goals in the sprint. Yeah, and, and Emil Sphinx being around that podium and one O ring in sprints and things. Right, so yeah. it, it's not like you know the Swedes not traditionally big sprinters, but. He's one of them that yeah. is very good. Um, part of that, uh, the winning Eucala team as well. Yeah, it's Strautina. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
him and the rest of his family. Yeah, pretty much just <laughs> And then the semi-final three, Yannick Mikkels and Yoey Hadorn going through. A couple of guys missing out there. Or Martin Hubman, um, Sprint the Bay. Oh, he was there at the first one. Mm. Um, he missed out as well as um, a few other guys there. Lucas Bissett from... France. Casper Fosser as well, the standout performance from Jaywalk, and then also taking that walk long-distance silver medal. Yeah. Crazy. As so, junior. Yeah. I mean, some good guys there, but, yeah, this, and some good sprinters that have missed out there. And then on to the final and the winner. Probably a guy that would have been paying all right money at the TAB. Mm. But I believe he's won a knockout sprint before. Are you going to tell the people who it is? Oh, Wojciech Kral from yeah. Czech Republic. So, so a very good run from him. Um, Especially, I think, in the company. You know, you've got previous Jaywalk medalist times two, Joey Hardorn. Yeah. Uh, you got Yannick McCall's who can run a bloody... I think Chris Jones won a medal with Jaywalk too, perhaps. Chris Jones, I think, won a World Cup. I think he won a sprint in Denmark. Oh, there you go. Yeah. We'll have to get his pro cycling stats up. <laughs> but Chris Jones also taking medals at EOC yeah. in the past. Oh, sprint. strong runner. Yannick McCall's who can run, yeah. like, sub-15 minutes for 10K. Oh. Uh, I mean, 5K or whatever. He's sub-12. Sub yeah. Who knows? He's fast. Ralph Street. Uh, yeah. Well, taking third yeah. all day. Yeah. And Yoi Hadun in there at second. So he got a first and second. Uh, been a very so good a very tight finish him. in that as well. Like two seconds back, yeah. and then another two seconds back, and then one second back. An interesting note there. I was just saw on, on Facebook, um, Gustav Bergman on his GPS watch for the knockout sprints mm. in total. I guess I'm... Pretty certain, including warm up and warm down and everything. Thirty kilometers of running. It's a big today. day. And with the middle of the day before, thirty k's, and then tomorrow sprint. Sprint. And Tim, luckily with his top ten ranking in the sprint, qualifies for that yep. sprint final. Still, uh, I think still up there. Maybe that was a tactical decision by Tim not to do a thirty k day uh, and just save himself for that. Last well, he. Time. You'd hope it'd be the freshest, but. But then, as you said, maybe just not quite. I mean, he made some mistakes. So maybe not quite the legs that. Oh, I, think, I think he's just, you know, trying to play the tactics and he'll be coming out flying, I'm sure. Then the women's, their the competition. Um, no, just one name, really. Wow, yeah, Tove. Just getting it done again. 12-second mm. win. Sorry, 9-second win. Doesn't sound as impressive, but still just distance the pack. You know, nine seconds is that's, that's a that's a finishing that's shoot. The top, that's the top five in the men's. Yeah, that's that's impressive. Um, some good runs in there though from your likes of um, you know your Swiss out there, Sabine Hustworth, Hustworth winning both, getting through the semi final there with a win, but not so great in the final. Mm. Who Elena Rus? Yeah, um, another good run from a chick. Yeah, Teresa Yanisikova, a previous junior medalist at uh, two Jaywalks, I believe. Yep. No, two Jaywalks, yeah. Uh, coming in second, just behind Tove. So and, and looking at looking at that, um, an interesting one there is um, the Brits, you know, still flying a flag there in the women's with Megan Carter-Davies. Yeah, she's pretty quick. Um, almost getting to the final, just missing out by a second. Seven, seven, yeah. Interesting uh, absence from the final was Simona Abersold. She was not good enough in the semi-final... She missed out. Who was she pimped by? Well, she was fourth, so fourth. she was actually behind Mega as well. So it was Natalia Gerimpel mm-hmm. and Sabina Houseworth. It'll be interesting to see how Simone goes tomorrow in this sprint. Yeah. Or tonight. Yeah, maybe closer. Maybe it'll be the one World Cup race that Tyve doesn't win this year. Be cool. I, I'm not saying it will be. <laughs> I mean, I've got money on Tyve, but <laughs> hey. Well, you, guys, you guys are born on the same day, right? Exactly. You're basically twins. 
Yeah, except I think she would have my ass on a platter at the moment in a race. So. At the moment. That'd be hot. Um, yeah, so, so taken out. Sweden, Czech, Swiss, Russian, Swiss. Swiss? So, Swiss do well in Switzerland, though, don't they? Typically, yep. they do. Um, and in terms of the courses, look pretty awesome. Just yeah. a, your typical round, round town sort of quite sprint cool in Switzerland. The, um, yeah, it's quite compact, and they came through the run-through, obviously. The arena start, run-through, and finish. Yeah, you got to, though, don't you, for a, for for a knockout for sprint? And that sort of thing. Um, interesting, the format of the knockout. I think it was the, we choose the course that you're going to run format. So you choose which forking that you want to run, and before the start, you have like a couple of seconds to choose. Oh, right. Yeah. I believe that's how they did it. Okay. Um, not the, you know, the fee loop forking or the, yeah. that sort of thing. Um, and not just a straight running final as well, like straight same course everyone, which is quite cool. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, it's 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 definitely a... I think with the introduction of this format, and especially with Sprint Walk, if they're going to have it there next year, there's been a lot of debate about what forking format they should use and whether it's fair to use this format or to use the fee loop format or to use just the plain old course format. Yeah. Um, any thoughts on that? Oh, I, I mean, when you get get forking involved and things like that, it, it, it's always just... Oh, yeah, it's just... I mean, orienteering is a sport where it's you against the course, and if the course is different between each mm. runner, it becomes a little bit contentious. But, and then you got the idea of maybe you just have a loop, so everyone actually does the same course, but you have loops to split people like that fee loop. Yeah. Yeah, but then if you run one loop and first, and then the second afterwards, yeah. then is it more unfair if you're tighter and the harder stuff? Is... I think it comes down to the course setting a lot, and yeah. Um, there's ways to make it more fair than others. Um, yeah. Just... I mean, what you could do is you could have everyone on the same course and start them at one-minute intervals, but then that's not knockout. That's just a normal sprint. Mm. I think people have got to be open to things being slightly different um, yeah. and being realistic that, like, you know, orienteering, they... we're, we're not, you know, we, we're competing against a lot of other sports. We need to have a bit of action, I think. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, you still do have your traditional sprint yeah. uh, for those people that like that. Um, it's just another format. Uh, and I think, to be fair... If they're doing it in sprints, they're going to have more luck than trying to do something like that in the middle, mm. because those those terrain hardouts, you know, the purest orienteers that they like to call themselves, they <laughs> like that. yeah, yeah, they just oh, they wouldn't turn up. Mm. So that's the World Cup yeah, in yes. in uh, Switzerland, and that's sort of looking at the end of our potty, just about. I mean, we're going to do a podcast soon. Um, Probably do one wrapping up. Old, uh, Oceania, Oceania with a little China preview in it because yeah. China exciting. China first time having a World Cup in China. Um, yeah. I've, we've seen they've had some the, testers though. Yeah, we've they? seen the parkour tour races there over a few last few years uh, with yeah. Tim being quite prevalent there. He took out some wins last year, some good prize money as well. Yeah, is, so is Tim going to be able to get back in shape in a month? I think Tim's always in shape. He's just sometimes hiding it yeah. under a few beers, but. Yeah. He's a very talented man, and I think he'd be absolutely firing. He loves the, the Chinese terrain. We've been talking quite a bit about how it will suit maybe the New Zealanders a bit more. Very different to your typical European town. Mm. Um, very technical, very more similar perhaps to a campus than a town. So, Oh, cool. So we'll, we'll get a real in-depth preview mm. um, for that one, as well as an Oceania wrap-up in the in the next potty. Um, New Zealand schools team one. Yeah, well, one of the two teams. Well, of course. Or, either Spur or Gully, who knows. Um, and on on top of that, we'll get some other O news and some Sprint the Bay news as well yeah. as maybe a Sprint the Bay yarn. We'll be looking for an interview at some stage. Maybe we'll get Tim 
Robertson while he's in China. Yeah, I might have a chat to him while we're over there. That'd be great. Maybe some other guys while you're there too. That'd be awesome. Because Devin, um, he's going to be there. So I'll be at home, but Devin will be there. So we'll I'll be flying the flag. Be, be following those results. Um, and lastly, I mean, obviously the biggest race of them all, which we're about to go to, is the Hawkesbury and Tearing Club Sprint Champs today at EIT. Yeah, we should probably leave soon. Yeah. Get warming up. Yeah. Yeah, so Swim Bay Classic. Yeah, and it, it'll be Devin versus Duncan, and we'll have the results of that. Perhaps some post-race analysis. Oh, look! If I win, we'll definitely have the results. But if not, we may just let that one slide. So that tells you the results right there, doesn't it? Oh, not yet, not yet. We've um, we've been yeah looking at doing this potty for a while now. We're happy to finally get one recorded. Yeah, um, it's really we, tough when you live on the other side of the country. Yeah. <laughs> Soon you're going to be living in a different country. Yeah, but that's fine. That's fine. We can make it work. But yeah, we, we thank everyone for listening and, and hope you subscribe and look out for the next potty. Share it with your friends. Tell, tell, your, tell your old mates and, and, and we'll see if we can grow this and, and get a bit more traction and get some more content to you. Sounds good. Thanks, Dev. Thanks, Doug.